0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about Extinction Rebellion, the environmentalist group who I'm sure by now has made at least a few appearances on your social media timeline. But before we get into that, I do have a quick message from our awesome sponsors over at ExpressVPN. Wouldn't it be nice if search engines and social media sites were unbiased platforms that didn't choose sides politically? Yes, but keep dreaming. In 2016, the tech elites at Google bragged about donating millions of dollars to Hillary Clinton. These big tech companies that push their political agendas and restrict the speech of conservatives are the very same corporations who we're trusting to handle our personal data online. I don't want them using my email metadata, web history, or video searches against me, and that's why I use ExpressVPN every single time I go online. You see, big tech companies can match your online activity to your location or even identity using your public IP address. But with ExpressVPN, these tech companies can't see my IP address at all. My identity is masked and anonymized by a secure VPN server. Plus, ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data to keep you safe from hackers and internet bad guys. And even though that might sound complicated, I promise it's not. ExpressVPN software takes just a minute to download on your computer or phone, and then after that, you're protected with just the click of a button. So protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at Express expressvpn.com lauren that's expressvpn.com lauren it's three months free with a one year package visit expressvpn.com lauren to learn more now a few weeks ago i started seeing all of these videos pop up online of this group i had never heard of before extinction rebellion staging a protest in london against climate change to be honest as someone who does social commentary in 2019 i end up seeing a lot of weird stuff but even so the footage from extinction rebellion was eye-catching. I find it interesting how with some footage or images, you can almost smell what was happening even though you weren't actually there. And rarely, if ever, Is it a good smell? But as crazy and, frankly, smelly hippie beatnik as some of the protesters in those viral videos were, since it was such a large protest with so many different types of people there, according to reports, there were plenty of normal folks who attended who simply wanted action taken against climate change. Fair enough. If you're anything like me, though, seeing all of the pseudo-religious and cult-like rituals that people were doing you just knew that this would not be the last we heard of Extinction Rebellion. As anyone who's spent any amount of time in Florida will know, it's pretty much a law of nature that weirdos gonna weird out. And guess what? Lo and behold, before long, they were pulling weird crap again. Okay, so I feel like here would be a great time to stop and try to explain exactly who Extinction Rebellion is. Aside from a group of people who put on really uncomfortable protests and who try to stop others from taking public transit. On their website, Extinction Rebellion describes themselves as, quote, an international movement that uses nonviolent civil disobedience in an attempt to halt mass extinction and minimize the risk of social collapse. The first thing I want to say here is that ideology and methodology aside, you've got to admit Extinction Rebellion is a really cool name. As someone who may or may not have been in an all-girl punk band in high school, I know firsthand that trying to come up with edgy sounding names is not easy. But Extinction Rebellion? It's pretty good. More seriously though from that statement, we learn two things about Extinction Rebellion. In their own words, their methods are civil disobedience, and their ideology is something that I like to call environmentalism plus, which will get to in just a few minutes. First, let's talk about their use of civil disobedience. Now, civil disobedience is not a new concept, but it's always been a controversial one. Just so we're all on the same page, civil disobedience is defined as the refusal to comply with certain laws or to pay taxes and fines as a peaceful form of political protest. Acts of civil disobedience include things like blocking off streets or, as Extinction Rebellion showed us, standing on top of trains so that people are late for work. I know some, or maybe even many, Many of you are going to disagree with me on this, but personally, unless it's extreme circumstances, I just don't think that civil disobedience is a good way to get your point across as an activist. Because the thing about civil disobedience is that at least eight times out of ten, all it ends up accomplishing is pissing people off like it did when Extinction Rebellion tried to stop trains in London. Oh, did, you, did you walk there from your home? Did you walk here? No. By the looks of it, the only thing that train stunt accomplished is uniting people of all beliefs and backgrounds, white people, black people, brown people, Muslim people, probably atheists and Christians too, around the belief that Extinction Rebellion is a bunch of douchebags. As an activist, I strongly believe that anytime you're planning some form of activism, you need to ask yourself, What are we trying to accomplish here? Are you trying to educate people about a certain topic? Are you trying to punish a certain group that you believe are acting immorally? Are you trying to raise public support for a certain issue? What's what's the purpose here? In my opinion, being able to answer those questions and succinctly explain how your activism helps you achieve your end goal is the difference between bad civil disobedience and good, i.e. useful civil disobedience. Rosa Parks is one of the most famous examples of moral and effective civil disobedience. She disagreed with segregationist policies that forced black people to sit at the back of buses. So one day she refused to move to the back of the bus. Here we can see that Rosa Parks' act of civil disobedience related directly to the point of societal contention that she had. She didn't like segregationist policies, so she chose to break a segregationist policy. She also explained how someone had to take the first step against segregation and refusing to move to the back of the bus, was a step against segregation. Now let's contrast the story of Rosa Parks with what Extinction Rebellion is doing. By choosing to stop trains, were Extinction Rebellion successful in raising public support for their cause, environmentalism plus? That's not the easiest thing to gauge, but according to at least a couple of polls, the answer is no. According to one YouGov survey of 2,600 British adults, regarding the train incident, only 13% of respondents sympathized with the climate change protesters. And in an even more damning piece, as Paul Joseph Watson writes for Summit News, quote, A survey for the Telegraph newspaper reveals that 54% of respondents think the climate change protests have been a waste of time, and that the demonstrators are protesting for the sake of protesting. A further 12% think, everyone has a right to protest, but I don't agree with them, and 26% agree with the cause, but disagree with how they go about protesting. That leaves just 8% who fully support the movement's message and their methods of protest. If people are less likely to sympathize with your activists than they are the people forcibly dragging away your activists if even people who agree with your cause don't support the way you're doing things then you have to ask yourself why are you doing this you're not winning over any hearts and minds you're not educating anybody you're not doing anything to advance your movement So why do this? From an optics and efficiency standpoint, if nothing else, Extinction Rebellion is not helping environmentalism. But apparently this group is not the most responsive to public outcry, or should I say feedback, because just a couple of days later they were back at it again, blocking off streets and getting into confrontations with cops. Oh, and how could we forget this guy? Climbing Big Ben for climate change. Or against climate change. Questionable tactics aside, people have also been wondering about Extinction Rebellion's choice of targets for these protests. Since Extinction Rebellion is apparently so concerned with emissions, you might expect them to protest industries like animal agriculture, fossil fuels, and manufacturing since, you know, They contribute a lot to emissions. Instead, though, one of Extinction Rebellion's most publicized protests has been locking down a public transit system, which, to a lot of people, myself included, doesn't really make sense because public transit is something people are often told to take in order to reduce their emissions. Why are you punishing people who take public transit when your whole movement is supposed to be encouraging people to take more public transit? It just doesn't make any... Why would you... (laughs) I have questions, okay? That's all I'm saying. I have genuine questions. But their methods aside, what a lot of people have also been drawing attention to is the group's ideology. Because while on the surface, Extinction Rebellion might appear to be about climate change and environmentalism, upon closer inspection, it's really not about that. Or at least it's not just about that. Which is why I refer to what they believe in as environmentalism plus. Because what they're really advocating for is environmentalism plus socialism plus social justice plus feminism plus all these other things and no, I'm not kidding. As an article written by Stuart Basden, Extinction Rebellion's co-founder explains, quote, I'm here to say that XR isn't about the climate. You see, the climate's breakdown is a symptom of a toxic system that has infected the ways we relate to each other as humans and to all life. This was exacerbated when European civilization, in quotes, was spread around the globe through cruelty and violence, especially over the last 600 years of colonialism, although the roots of the infections go much further back. As Europeans spread their toxicity around the world, they brought torture, genocide, carnage, and suffering to the ends of the earth. Their cultural myths justified the horrors, such as the idea that indigenous people were animals and therefore God had given us dominion over them. He also continues that, quote, there is stark evidence that everyday racial bias continues in Britain now, today. It's worth naming some of these constructed delusions that have been coded into societies and institutions around the world. The delusion of white supremacy centers whiteness and the experience of white people, constructing and perpetuating the myth that white people and their lives are somehow inherently better and more valuable than people of color. The delusion of patriarchy centers the male experience and excludes slash hinders female assigned people from public life. The delusions of heterosexism slash heteronormativity propagate the idea that heterosexuality is normal and that other expressions of sexuality are deviant. That was like a checklist of every single social justice cause there is. And I told you guys, these people are not your average environmentalists. They're like boss-tier mecha-hippies that you have to defeat before moving on to the next level of the game. And on their website, it seems like their end goal isn't even necessarily helping the environment, it's establishing in the country a national social justice commune. On their About Us section, they write that, quote, we actively mitigate for power. They say, we recognize that our world as it stands is currently structured by various intersecting hierarchies based on class Race, gender, sexuality, disability, and so on. While we aim to live in a world where these hierarchies no longer exist, we cannot simply pretend they don't within our own network. For this reason, we aim to center voices that are normally the most marginalized by allowing space for them to speak and encouraging those who normally wouldn't to take leadership slash coordination positions. This isn't about deciding who is the most oppressed. It's about consciously making space for the people who have to fight the most to be heard, recognized, and respected. Okay, but it kind of does sound like you're trying to decide who is the most oppressed. You know, between the segments we've done on AOC and Greta Thunberg and their environmentalism, I almost didn't want to talk about Extinction Rebellion in this video. Because I actually do want to protect the environment. And the last thing that I would want is for you guys to assume that all environmentalists are like these crazy communist anti-science alarmist hippies. But then I saw more clips of Extinction Rebellion and it was like, okay, I can't not talk about this. I mean, how could I pass that up? I... I I could never. You guys know me. I love me some low-hanging fruit. So as a sort of compromise, I thought we could finish off this video discussing some groups who actually do great work trying to help the planet. First up, we have the Ocean Cleanup Project, a nonprofit that is working on technology to rid the world's oceans of plastic. Their goal is to clean up half the Great Pacific Garbage Patch in five years. They were founded in 2013 and after a ton of research and development and some admitted setbacks. As Business Insider reports, their cleanup tool is now looking more promising than ever. And focusing on ocean cleanup on a smaller scale, there's also the organization for ocean They sell bracelets in order to finance ocean cleanup projects that so far have removed almost 7 million pounds of trash from the ocean. And if you support nuclear like I do as a clean energy solution, I definitely recommend you look into the Nuclear Energy Institute. Their mission is to quote, promote the use and growth of nuclear energy through efficient operations and effective policy. So check out those groups and I would also love to know what kind of environmental organizations you guys support. And finally, I would also love to know what you think about Extinction Rebellion. Are they helping the environmentalist movement? Why or why not? And And do you think they're going to get even crazier with their activism in the future? Let me know. But that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.